broadcasting live worldwide. Ladies and gentlemen, from the studios in the wrestling capital of the South, it's another terrific episode of The Binge Buster Show. Please welcome your host, Tony Binge. Hello everyone, welcome to another exciting edition of The Binge Buster Show. Uh, as we are coming to you this week right here in the studios, uh, right outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, the Queen City, the wrestling capital of the South. And uh, right now, before we get started, I want to bring on my co-host. I'm talking about Mr. Rock and Roll Playboy Plano. Chris, welcome to the show. Woo, terrific, Tony. Thank you for having me on. I'm looking forward to tonight's show. We are talking WrestleMania. So much happening in the wrestling business right now. And, boy, there's just a lot a lot going on. Who's going here, there, and everywhere? I'm excited. Yeah, man, it is crazy. Uh, you know, it's like you, you turn on wrestling and then you uh, you miss one week, and it's like, what did I miss? I mean, so, so much, like you said, so much going on. Um, I know uh, – our good friends um, over in uh, with the uh, PWF, uh, they've got a huge show coming on. And not only them, but the NAWA has got a huge show uh, coming up, uh, you know, later on at the end of this month. And uh, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll definitely be uh, hearing from them later on. But, uh, Chris, man, I'm excited about this week's show as we are going to be doing the WrestleMania uh, recap. Uh, I know we're probably about a week behind on this, uh, on, on this podcast, but, uh, last week, uh, we had some stuff going on and wasn't able to record, but we're back this week. Um, hopefully stronger than ever and, uh, ready to break down, uh, WrestleMania. Uh, but Chris, before we get into the matches, man, um, uh, back when, when WrestleMania happened, uh, you know, a year ago, uh, I was there live there in Orlando, uh, got to experience night one, but, uh, now, you know, we fast forward a year later, uh, the, uh, the pandemic has definitely, uh, loosened up, uh, and, uh, there was definitely a much larger crowd for this year's WrestleMania compared to last year's, uh, Chris, what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, you know, WrestleMania this year, both nights, took place in Jerry Jones's world at AT&T stadium in Dallas, Texas, right in the heart of, of the great state of Texas and right in the backyard of stone cold, Steve Austin and a lot of buildup going into this one. Both nights are very unique. I mean, I think everyone's accustomed to WrestleMania traditionally happening for many, many years and decades on a, the first Sunday and late while well, the first Sunday in, April or even sometimes late March at, you know, six o'clock at night. Sometimes it starts and goes like all night. And now it seems like WrestleMania now is two nights, obviously with WWE having both the raw, the SmackDown brand, maybe even a few of the NXT wrestlers as well, where there's just so much talent and, and so many storylines and matches. It's, pretty much set up for, for kind of just a, a, a two, a two night pay-per-view event at this point. Yeah. And, and that's pretty much how, what they've done. And I think the reason behind that, uh, initially is I believe that, that they were trying to 
as we all know, uh, was definitely trying to cut back on, um, on, on how much exactly was going on, uh, there, uh, you know, uh, you know, have, having to do, you know, a, a 10 hour show during in one day. And a, a lot of people, you know, I, I guess they complained about that. So they broke it up into two nights. But, uh, what I, what I do know is the first night of WrestleMania, they also, um, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, not the first night of WrestleMania, but the night before WrestleMania, uh, you got to think about this for a minute, Chris. Uh, WrestleMania weekend, think about how many hours are put in to uh, putting on not not just WrestleMania, but the show before WrestleMania, the SmackDown, you know, the night before. Uh, and now what they did uh, is if you bought a ticket to come to SmackDown, you also got to see the Hall of Fame, uh, which is something I want to do. And, Chris, I'm excited. I know I'm getting a little ahead of this, but next year – WrestleMania is going to be going to my favorite town, Los Angeles, California. And Chris, mm-hmm. I'm already making plans to ho- hopefully go. Um, and, oh, and, man. and when I go to this one, man, I, I, I want to do the whole gig. I want to do the uh, hall of fame. I want to do the access. Um, and of course, you know, being uh, in Hollywood, I'm, I'm going to get my, va- finally get my vacation in. Uh, I know we talked on the podcast earlier that I was going to go this summer, uh, but some plans have changed, so I put that off to next year. So 2023, mm-hmm. I'm going to be heading down or heading over to uh, to Hollywood in uh, Los Angeles, and hopefully check out WrestleMania. But if I don't get to check out WrestleMania, I'm definitely going to go check out you know my second home, Hollywood, California. Now, uh, before we get into this week's podcast, uh, I want to uh, play a commercial right quick. Uh, one of our sponsors. The NAWA, as they have a huge show coming up at the end of this month. So uh, we'll be right back right after this, fans. The NAWA presents the benefit for the Caldwell County Crime Stoppers Saturday, April 30th at Gamewell Middle School in Lenore, North Carolina. On this tremendous card, you will see in action the Rock and Roll Express versus Myrick Moore and Mike Mon. The Barbarian and Golden Gladiator number two take on B&B and Johnny Ryder. Mr. Number one George South takes on A.J. Frost. Plus, see in action the Burke County Boys. The Saturday Night Superstar Tony Benz, Max Carnage, Ted, Axel Jaggers, and many more. That's Saturday, April 30th at Gamewell Middle School, Lenore, North Carolina, 3210. Gamewell School Road, Lenore, North Carolina. Also see Meet and Greet, have your picture taken with the Perfect 10 Baby Doll or Demolition Axe. That's Saturday, April 30th, Gamewell Middle School. Tickets, VIP, $12. General admission, only $10. Kids, $5. And all children, 5 and under, are free with paying adult. That's Saturday, April 30th, at Gamewell Middle School, NAWA presents the benefit for the Caldwell County Crime Stoppers. Saturday, April 30th, Gamewell Middle School, Lenore, North Carolina. Be there. Man, Chris, I cannot wait for that show. Ooh. That show is loaded out, and uh, I'm, I'm, I, I cannot wait. It's going to be a great time. 
Man, Tony, I, I got to tip my hat to the Caldwell County Crime Stoppers, PWF. If you got Ricky Morton, Robert Gibson, WWE Hall of Famers, you know, you know, the Rock and Roll Express is coming to town. You're going to have the Barbarian there, the Gladiator, you know, Mr. Number One, George South. I, I heard the Perfect Ten Baby Doll, Axe Demolition, and I know, Tony, you're getting ready for your big match that day on April 30th. Lenore is going to be on fire to close out the month of April. And boy, from top to bottom, man, it's a loaded card and God knows who else may not may show up to the show as well. Yeah. It's going to be exciting. And, uh, also fans, you, uh, you know, all, all you great fans in the state of South Carolina and North Carolina, two weekends in a row, uh, you got your chance to go out and see and meet the Rock and Roll Express as uh, we just played the, uh, the our first commercial this week. Our first sponsor, the NAWA, uh, as they're having their huge show there in Lenore. And now we have our second commercial, our second sponsor, Patriotic Wrestling Federation, mm-hmm. is also hosting the Rock and Roll Express on Saturday, yeah. April 23rd. At the Louisville mm. High School in Richburg, South Carolina. That's coming up April 23rd, and let's go to that right now. Rock and roll is forever. It's like that solid gold rock and roll. Two young men that really create excitement wherever they go. Robert Gibson and Rick Morton, the sensational natural, amazing chemistry that I have ever witnessed. Two good-looking guys. Every teenage girl in the building is madly in love with. The Rock and Roll Express were unbelievable talents. We are the champions of the world! We've been down a lot of tough and hard roads, but every highway we went down, let us right here. We got one thing behind us. That's all these nice folks out here. They stand for us. And brother, we stand for you. Rock and roll is here to stay. There it is, fans. Uh Oh. April 23rd, Richburg, South Carolina. Ricky and Robert come home to the Carolinas, the uh, states, uh, you know, North Carolina, South Carolina. The Mid-Atlantic area is where Rockland Express really blew up, Chris, uh, there in the 80s. Man. And, and man, they, they are just as much over today as they were, you know, um in 1985, 1986, man, I'm telling you. So all you great fans in the Carolinas, this is your chance two weekends in a row to come out and see the Rock and Roll Express. Uh, and this great show is taking place Saturday, April 23rd at the Rich in Richburg, South Carolina at the Louisville High School. Uh, and on that card, you will see uh, not only the Rock and Roll Express, but AEW superstars Griff Garrison and Marcus Cross is going to be there. Uh, along with all the stars of the PWF. And, uh, Chris, I'm, I'm not going to be at this show. Unfortunately, I don't want to disappoint the fans too much, uh, but I have a prior engagement, so I won't be able to come. Uh, but there will be a 
another huge PWF show coming up. Um, and uh, that, that, that show is coming up in May. And you got to tune in to next week's show. I've got a scoop for you, uh, Chris. Mm-hmm. This announcement is going to blow all the Binge Buster fans away. The PWF is getting ready to uh, to um, to announce a huge star coming to the PWF, and you're Ooh. gonna hear it first, fans, on my podcast next week. Man, Tony, I'm excited! What a great time to be a wrestling fan! And and listen, when you got Ricky Moore and Robert Gibson, all these stars coming to town, the Rock and Roll Express, you know, PWF, Richburg, South Carolina. April 23rd, NAWA up in Lenore the following week. Man, man, you never know what this might could be the last time around you see these guys. You never know what's going to happen, you know, with these guys, and you can never get any closer. You will never get any closer to getting autographs, pictures taken on your cell phones, whatever the deal is, and they'll be right there. They'll shake your hand. Memories for a lifetime. I know, Tony, I know you can't make it April 23rd. You got your hands full on April 30th up in Lenore. But, man, what a great time to check out some great independent pro wrestling in the Carolinas. Really, this is where it all started back in the day. And it's just a melting pot for great young talent making their way up the ladder, trying to get to that national level and getting to see guys that were once one time on the national level really up close and personal yeah and it's just a great time um and uh the pwf like i says they're blowing up the nwa is blowing up i mean uh if you live in the carolinas tennessee virginia alabama georgia florida wherever make that drive up 85 or 77 but get there and uh, get your ticket get early uh, come in and get your picture taken with a Rockland Express, a baby doll, the barbarian. I mean, you, here's your chance to, to meet some of the great legends of pro wrestling. Now, let's get to our show tonight as we are going to be recapping WrestleMania. But before we get to WrestleMania, Chris, real quick, get your thoughts on this. Uh, the Undertaker's uh, farewell speech, Hall of Fame speech, uh, either way, whatever you want to call it, uh, what an amazing time to sit there and hear the Undertaker talk about his illustrious career and thank the people that brought that got him there along the way. Man, yeah, it was it was great for the fans. I mean, I don't, I, I if the Undertaker didn't say anything, I think just him being, being in the ring and and you know, you know, getting the honor was probably enough. I mean, where do you begin? Where do you end? Gosh, I mean, to put that kind of speech together must have been a, a, a nightmare for the writers behind the scenes and input from probably a lot of different angles. But, you know, he did so much for the WWF. Um, and when he went to the WWF, you know, as the Undertaker, stayed loyal for the rest of his illustrious career. Yeah, you know, as the Undertaker, um, you know, you know, did have a brief stint in the end, you know, in the NWA prior to and in, in, in WCW. But after that, it was all WWF and WWE from there for the Undertaker, from a uh, a character that you know Vince McMahon and others thought he was the perfect fit for. Yeah, and 
brought it to fans and mesmerized fans for decades with storylines that were, you know, believable, you know, on television week after week with Kane and family members and this and that and Paul Bearer. It, it was made for, for television and it was made for pay-per-views and for storylines and it, and it brought out the dark side of what people like to see <laughs> to an extent. Yeah. And, uh, you know, really, really cool, uh, time. Uh, but you know, one of the things that the undertaker said in his speech that, um, once he said it, it, it kind of like a light bulb went off in my head. Um, he said that he learned early on when he first came to the WWE, he was working a, 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 pre, a, a um, preliminary wrestler, uh, an enhancement talent, if you will. Um, and the guy didn't know his moves and was kind of blowing spots. And the Undertaker, you know, kind of beat him up a little bit. And once he came through the curtain, he said that Vince was standing there and said to him, you know, one thing you got to understand, perception is reality. And, uh, and basically, uh, you know, when he said that, I'm like, yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense because, um, the things that people see your attitude or your personality, um, that, that may not be who you are, you know, all the time. Um, but if you're in a pissy mood or you're in a bad mood and, you know, you say or do something, uh, that, that, that might go with you for a long time. So, so mm -hmm. I definitely took, you know, I, I took that, um, piece of advice from, from Mark or the undertaker. Uh, and I'm gonna try my best to apply that in my everyday life. I know, um, I've been guilty, uh, at, at times when I'm wrestling, uh, and I'm in there with somebody that may not know everything. And, uh, and if, if I, I get a little, I get a little irritated, but, uh, uh, so I'm, 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 I'm going to definitely do better with that. So, but, uh, you know, and all in all, it was a great, uh, a great speech. Uh, you know, Ric Flair's was always my favorite, um, hall of fame speech, uh, you know, years past, but, I, I believe, uh, Mark has definitely overshadowed that one, uh, with this year's and, uh, it was very good. So, uh, but congratulations to the undertaker on, on a great career. And, and Chris, you know, one thing that I, that I, I think about the undertaker or, or what I, one thing I think when I hear the undertaker is in the seventies and eighties, that main event attraction, the, the guy that they sent to the territory to pop a territory, uh, was always Andre the giant. And mm -hmm. I feel like the undertaker is, is the new Andre, the giant. He's the new, uh, you know, uh, special attraction, the one that everybody wants to come and see. Uh, and I know I had the privilege and, and I'm sure you have, uh, of actually seeing the undertaker, uh, in action live a few times. And I have to say, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's definitely an experience. And for all you younger fans out there listening, if you never got a chance to witness that, uh, man, watching it on TV does not do it justice. You got to be there live to actually see the, the, um, you know, uh, how, how, how it's like when the undertaker comes out. Uh, and then of course, uh, the poppy gets, I mean, uh, it, it's, it's pretty amazing. I mean, you know, I, I, I mean, Tony, you, you, you go to, you and I have gone to many, many live 
professional wrestling events. And, and no, I've never been to a WrestleMania. I, I am so happy you had the chance to be in Tampa, Florida. You went to a WrestleMania. I would love to go to one one day. It's a bucket list for me. I think I will check that off, you know, here in the future. I think next but, year. <laughs> yeah, here we go. But, you know, you, when I look back at my childhood, I was ex- exposed to a lot of things in, in Connecticut and the Northeast with the WWF and, and, you know, and, and even down here with the NWA, but you know, there's certain things you remember and, and, and listen, I've seen so many matches. I've forgotten so much stuff, but you know, when I was growing up and when, when Hulk Hogan came to town and that music hit, I mean, the arena just exploded. Right. I mean, it was just like nothing you would ever see. And, and it's nothing against any other, the wrestlers on the show or who's performing, you know, when someone, even as when Bob Backlund would come to the ring, the place would explode. I mean, when it was the world champion was in town and when the undertaker made his way to the ring, you remember that, that kind of stuff. When, I remember in 1987, I believe, right, spring of 87, when the NWA came to town to Connecticut and Ric Flair walked the aisle, I jumped up and went crazy. It was the first time I ever seen Ric Flair in my life. And he had the purple robe on and he's walking to the ring and there's Ricky Steamboat in the ring and the, the NWA champions in front of me. And it was just, there's just certain things you remember that you just will never, ever get out of your head. Right. And, you know, and the Undertaker's one of them. Um, my fondest memory of the Undertaker was when uh, in Providence, Rhode Island, I, I want to say it was 90, it was either 93 or 94. It was the Royal Rumble in Providence, Rhode Island, when the Undertaker got lifted to the Raptors, that particular pay-per-view. And that was awe-inspiring. I mean, it was like, okay, we're taking this thing to a different level. So there's just certain things you remember. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's just so many. And, and, and listen, he's, he swapped the best from top to bottom. And the Undertaker was that also that kind of wrestler who he didn't need a title around his waist. No. I, no, Def, definitely not. <laughs> he was going to be over no matter what. I mean, he he <laughs> you know? was he was world champion several times, mm. but you're you're and exactly was, and right. And well deserving, and well oh, yeah, deserving for sure. Uh, you right, know, but uh, but you're right. He definitely didn't need a title to be over because that that man was over from the first time that he he came out with the uh, the million dollar man Ted DiBiase. Uh, so mm-hmm. he he was always over. So. Uh, great times. Now, getting into WrestleMania 38, uh, yes. uh, you know we, we, we're going to break it down. Um, I was, go- I was, go- I thought that we break down each match by match, but I think uh, you just, you know, just just to conserve time, uh, I like to, you know, kind of hit a few matches. Uh, get your thoughts on. Uh, if I mm-hmm. leave out a match that you want that you want to talk about, definitely bring it yeah. up. But we're going to start off with uh, WrestleMania 38 Night One. Um, there were several matches on that card. Uh, the uh, first match that really 
uh, gets they got my attention when I turned it on. Uh, I, I turned it on kind of like you know halfway well, over halfway through, uh, but it was uh, Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Title. Uh, those two girls were tearing it up, uh, and with the new haircut, uh, I was I, I didn't really realize that that was Becky Lynch uh, in there in there. But man, those two girls tore the house down. Yes, <laughs> yes, they did, and there was a lot of build up to this match with Becky Lynch, with her attitude as the champion. Bianca Belair coming in with the big hair, the whippy hair, and 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 really a pay per view where the where the the first three matches, two of them were women's matches, uh, which was a little rare with Charlotte Flair defeating Ronda Rousey early on. So for Becky Lynch, this was an opportunity for Bianca Belair to really elevate herself. She was coming in on a roll into this particular match. Um, but, but Becky Lynch, you know, no slouch as well. Great match. You're going to get it. You're taking on Becky Lynch and it's the, it's a pay-per-view. You're going to, you're going to have to work 110%. And, and Bianca Belair, I would say definitely did that particular, uh, match on night one. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's great. Um, uh, you know, seeing, seeing that match and uh you know and how uh, hard they worked uh i definitely enjoyed that one uh now the next one um the next match was kind of um it it, it definitely didn't have the um to me now uh it was still a good match but for some reason the finish to me was just kind of like wow but Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey for yep. the SmackDown Women's Title. Uh, that that match I don't believe held up to where they thought it was going to be. But I also think no. there might have been some behind the scenes things going on that that may have per, per, you know prevented that from happening. I don't know. I'm going to be honest with you, Tony. You know the 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 the, the Charlotte Flair Rousey match. Going into WrestleMania again, I went to the um, to the house. Uh, no, to SmackDown here a few weeks before WrestleMania here in Charlotte, and Ronda Rousey did not impress me. She came out, did a little thing. Charlotte Flair came out, destroyed her, and it's like, where's this storyline going? Right. And and I, and then it's like Ronda Rousey didn't have any steam coming into this thing other than it was Ronda Rousey because in reality is what the way I look at the way I look at how the result happened at the first night of WrestleMania, I'm kind of like, well, Charlotte Flair, you know, whipped her all around the, you know, outside of the ring, you know, three weeks earlier yeah, or two weeks earlier. So I don't know really what, I don't know. I, I don't know where, where, where Ronda Rousey's career really goes from here, um, you know, personally, other than, you know, Charlotte Flair remains on top. Yeah. You, you know, and, who, you know, who's the next opponent for her or they're going to try to keep this storyline going? I just don't know. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely um, different, uh, to say the least. 
now the next thing, uh, which I think was exciting uh, for WrestleMania, uh, was the return of the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, mm-hmm. to WWE. And right now, fans, I want to play a little clip of his return uh, at WrestleMania. Create a professional look. Well, we, we uh, are having some difficulties with that. Uh, uh, let's, let's, let, me, let me try it one more time um, and get this uh, play in here for us. Wrestling has more than That was a huge shock right there, Chris, as Cody Rhodes made his uh, return mm-hmm. to the WWE. Uh, and, and I'll tell you, Chris, one, the, the thing about that whole uh, thing that shocks me the most uh, was, and I know you and I touched, you, you and I touched on this uh, a while back, but it was so crazy uh, that you know how he left. Um, you know, AEW and every, everyone kind of thought that he was like, you know, uh, one of the owners, which I think, you know, he definitely was, was like one of the founding, founding members, uh, but definitely, uh, you know, not a, not a owner of the company. Uh, and, you know, it happens. People, you know, talent leaves organizations all the time. And that's pretty much what happened there. Uh, WWE offered him a you know a much better deal, and so uh, he decided to go back and uh, and I think uh, that he's going to do really well and I and it see it I might be going out on a limb here Chris but it just feels like he's about to become the the WWE champion. Well, you know the the thing with WrestleMania was where's Cody Rhodes going to show up? Is it night one or is it night two? I mean, I think that was the biggest question. He obviously showed up night one. Seth Rollins is, uh, Seth freaking Rollins is mystery opponent. Uh, you know, and it worked. Seth Rollins, a, a great wrestler within himself, a great opponent for Cody Rhodes. They definitely had history amongst each other, um, you know, prior to. So, yeah, are there plans for Cody Rhodes? Yes, there there is. You know, I I think the biggest stigma is, you know, yeah, he's back in the WWE, and he is. He came from the WWE. But when I'm looking at the television, you know, I can't get the AEW stuff kind of out of my mind. You know what I'm saying? Because he kind of jumped ship to go to AEW. Right, yeah. Right. So I can't get that stigma out of my mind to an extent 
And also in the back of my mind is Tony, you're in the business, been in the business. You know, some of the boys are talking to him on the other side. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. You know, <laughs> what's going on over there? You know, you, you know, you know, so for someone like Tony Khan and AEW, Cody Rhodes could be his worst enemy at this point. Yeah. You know, if we're going to start maybe potentially picking talent, select talent from the other organization to come over and that could easily happen. It's happened over and over and over the decades of, of professional wrestling. But yes, there are plans for Cody Rhodes. You kind of heard it this past week on raw. He wants to follow in his father's footsteps, the American dream to get the universal title, which is currently held by Roman Reigns. Yep. You know, so yes, they matched. They had him up against the Miz, which was kind of funny this past Monday. You kind of wonder. I thought I looked at it as it was the reality TV match: the Miz versus Cody yeah. Rhodes. Yeah. You know, it was kind of funny. You know how that worked out, and you know the Miz is a consummate great opponent for him. You know, Seth Rollins is. You know, I, I look at some of those guys. You know, but you know you're going to get on the level of Roman Reigns right now is just at a level, you know, he just knocked off Brock Lesnar for maybe a second time. He's gone through all the top rank of the WWE. You know, how do we get Cody Rhodes into this storyline? You know, that's going to make sense. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a definite size difference there. Let's let's be honest between Mm -hmm. Roman Reigns, and Cody Rhodes, there's not only a height difference, there's a weight difference, there's a physique difference. So that's what they're going to need to overcome here. Yeah. Because you, Roman Reigns has beat Brock Lesnar. He's beat Drew McIntyre. You know, he's gone down the line uh-huh. of, <laughs> you know, so how does Cody Rhodes fit into this equation as a singles wrestler coming out Cody Rhodes currently has no manager and I don't see anyone else following him behind him going to the ring. No, but, but, (laughs) but the one thing that I believe, uh, is true. In fact, right now, Cody Rhodes is the most popular, more over baby face in the the company. Yeah. So I think that's, that, that's definitely going to help him out. Uh, he made the jump. He mm-hmm. made the jump back over. Yep. He, you know, he, he, he basically what, what Cody did, he left WWE. He went and got right. himself over. He got more, yeah. he, he got more experience and he came back. Now he's a top baby face. So he played the game to the, to the, to, to the T. And he has, and Vince man's loyal, you know, the Rhodes family, dusty, you know, but don't think Vince McMahon is just sitting also back behind his desk saying, Hmm, I snagged one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> from the other side. Yeah. Cause that's and definitely so, not the case. Y- yeah. He may not say it to his face, uh-huh. but he's saying, yeah. okay, let's see what else is we could, uh, yeah. what else we could do. Yeah. You know, so it, it's an interesting time. It's an interesting time. And Cody Rhodes will be a great opponent for Roman Reigns. Yeah. You know, I'm, the I'm, thing I'm is right now, he's it. just so over. Mm-hmm. 
I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely looking forward to see how all this pans out for sure. It's definitely it's it's it's, it's going to be good uh, once they get to the match. Um, right, right. And now you know you got Reigns. He's promoting this bloodline thing. Yeah, uh, with the Usos and the Samoans and the Rock and and Rocky Johnson, all this stuff. Well, Cody Rhodes has got some bloodlines too. Yeah. You know, the greatest booker of all time. Uh, you know, you does know. that play into this storyline somehow? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, but it's creeping towards, you know, maybe SummerSlam, maybe. Yeah. And that's really not that far away. It's only four months away. Yeah. Um, whether that, you know, or maybe do they spill it over to the Survivor Series? Um, you know, I, you know, time will tell, yeah. but it's a fun time right now. And, um, and, uh, yeah, they're going to, they'll go through how this is going to play out and, um, or it could be, which would be crazy. It could be a potential one year buildup for yeah. WrestleMania next year. It'd be a long buildup. There's going to have yeah. to be some ebbs and flows. Through yeah. this, but that I wouldn't say maybe be I will I don't think that's off the table either. I agree with you 100. percent Now, Chris, getting to night two, mm-hmm. the first match I want to talk about is probably my favorite. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm skipping. So the main event uh, for for night one uh, was the return of Stone Cold Steve Austin against the KO Show um, Kevin Owens. Uh, that match was a classic, and not only that, but Steve Austin uh, is the oldest wrestler to main event a WrestleMania. But, Chris, that right there tells you just how uh, over and how important Steve Austin was to the WWE. I mean, this buildup was at least six, eight weeks in the making, probably even maybe even a little bit longer than that when Kevin Owens first started trashing the state of Texas, Steve Austin, WWE, everything he did. Mm -hmm. Kevin Owens (laughs) had zero chance in this match. But but you know something, Chris? He was there. He was there. I I, I like the way they they started the match out. You know, if they come out there, they made the people think, well, it's not really a match. They're going to do this stupid KO talk Mm -hmm. show. And then it turned into a, a wrestling match, and then they fought all over the building, uh, back into the ring, and uh, what a great uh, ending uh, and a great way to 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 end night one, and then that carried us it over was. to night two, uh, and uh, the first match I want to talk about at night two, which was um, my favorite, which get really got me uh, <laughs> a very entertained. Uh, but it was Sami Zayn against Johnny Knoxville, uh, and then of course uh, some some of the characters of Jackass got involved. But Chris, the biggest pop of the night was when they came out with that oversized mouse trap, and that's how they ended up pinning Sami Zayn. <laughs> it was great, uh, you know, and 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 I think that I think that's something that wrestling's missing today is the comedy part of it. Um, you know, if, if anybody has came and, and saw me wrestle, uh, 
you know, I always try to incorporate a little comedy stuff in there because mm-hmm. I, I not I not only pride myself in being a good heel and pissing people off, but I also pride myself in making people laugh at me. Uh, and and I've been told, you know, more than one time uh, from Jimmy Valiant telling me that he said, Tony, the thing I like about you is one minute the people uh, want to kill you, and the next minute they're laughing so hard they 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 start liking you. Uh, and I just, I just feel like, you know, uh, pro wrestling always needs that, that little, you know, the, the little, you know, laughter or fu- funny thing, right. uh, to, to work on, you know, all, all parts of, uh, you know, a fans, um, you know, have a mad one minute, sad the next, happy the next, and, and just, right. just keep all that going. Uh, and, uh, and that's definitely what, what they've done during, during this match. No, absolutely. I mean, you know, and, and that's a good, and, you know, Sammy Zing, there was some definite build up to this match. There's no doubt about it. I mean, um, Johnny Knoxville, <laughs> anything goes. I mean, it's, you know, for Sammy Zane, his record in the WWF, WWE has not been very good over the years, you know. So for him not to win the match is no surprise. Right, you know, you know, for me at at all, but you know, the props he fits the character and the role, and you know, and uh, and it works for him. And hey, you're working on WrestleMania Sunday, you're getting paid. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, or any WrestleMania match. So, you know, for where Sami Zayn goes from here, who knows Johnny Knoxville? It, you know, but a good match. It was storylined into WrestleMania, and really, this match could have probably happened on either day, on either night, and, um, it, and it still would would have, would have been good. Yeah, it would have been good. You know, it, it probably didn't fit into the to the opening night with a couple of women's matches that took place and some other storylines. So, it stuck it into the, you know, you know, into the into the second night, and it worked leading up to. You, you know, the, the universal title main event, and it, it probably made more sense at that point. Yeah, it, it was definitely good. Uh, the other thing, uh, now here's the match that after this match, I was very tempted to turn it off because I said, no, nothing can top this. And I'm pretty, I'm, I still stand by those words, but uh, not, not so much this match, but, the end of this match, but Pat McAfee taking on Austin theory, uh, Mr. McMahon's protege. Um, Austin gets the win over Pat McAfee. Uh, then, then, uh, Vince McMahon gets in the ring and, and his seventies is still in better shape than most. Uh, but got in the ring with, uh, Pat McAfee, uh, Austin theory, uh, tries to interfere. And here we go. One more time. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin makes that run down the ramp into the ring, and we get to see him one last time give Mr. McMahon the Stone Cold Stunner. And I have to admit, this one was probably the worst of all. <laughs> but yeah, I really, I, man, I was I was a twenty uh, some year old kid again uh, watching the Austin uh, McMahon feud. And uh, I, I think it was great for that feud to end right there in the uh, state of Texas, and uh, and man, 
I think everybody, even the boys in the back, enjoyed that part. Well, if you were a fan that could make it both nights, you saw Stone Cold one way or the other. Yeah. Whether it was in person, it was on pay-per-view. You both you saw him both nights. Yeah, obviously, Kevin Owens the first night, the Pat McAfee, Vince McMahon angle the second night. And listen, Vince played this up. You know, obviously, with Pat McAfee in the ring, you got ESPN, national television, networks are covering this. You know, so not only is he playing himself up, you put Stone Cold Steve Austin into the mix. You know, it's going to get further you know, national and worldwide attention. So they definitely played it up in night two. Vince McMahon getting in the ring. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure about all of that, but having Stone Cold come out, no one was going to be disappointed. They thought they were going to drink beer with them. They did for a half of a hot second. And we know what the outcomes are <laughs> when you do yeah. that with Steve yeah. in the and- ring. You and, usually don't end up finishing your beer. Yep. And then, at, and speaking of beer, at the end of that, Stone Cold comes out with Pat McAfee, has a few drinks. Yeah. Gives him the stunner, and Steve mm-hmm. leaves. You know, leaves everybody happy, drinking. Uh, you know the, uh, the the Steve Austin beer. And incidentally enough, Chris, I'm I was in the grocery store, local grocery store here uh, where I live, uh, last week, and uh, lo and behold, they sell the Steve Austin beer. Uh, I'm not much of a beer drinker, as you know, but I did right. buy it, and uh, I'm headed down to uh, – I'm going south this weekend, Chris. I'm uh, mm-hmm. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I'm heading down there this weekend uh, with the family. Uh, a lot of uh, celebration going on this weekend uh, for my family. And, Chris, my, my wife planned this out pretty well, uh, you know, um, uh, five years ago. Uh, she and I got married and, uh, we got married. Yeah. So, so this weekend we are celebrating our anniversary, but the day before our anniversary, we're celebrating my wife's birthday. She planned this out great. So she gets two presents. Oh, you're getting double whammy back to back, you know? (laughs) Uh, but uh, no, I'm just teasing, but uh, definitely, um, you know, we're going down this weekend. So I thought I'm going to bring that beer down and I'm going to drink it and celebrate our, our anniversary. Um, and I'm going to sit there on the beach and soak up some sun, hopefully, and uh, have a few Steve Weisers and think about, uh, you know, uh, my wrestling career and everything I've done uh, and kind of self-mentally prepare me for my big match coming up. And then I even have a even bigger match coming up in May, and we'll be talking about that next week on next week's podcast. So uh, you got to make sure you tune in for that. Now, as, as we move forward uh, – finalizing the last match that I want to talk about this week, the title unification of the WWE champion, Brock Lesnar taking on universal champion, Roman Reigns. Um, I really thought Brock was going to come out ahead on this one, Chris. Uh, but there at the end, uh, Roman snuck in and got another, got another W. Uh, and now he has, has unified the WWE and universal championship. Uh, Chris, what are your thoughts on, on this unification? Well, I mean, it definitely strengthens Roman Reigns' camp as he's, he's the top dog. If he wasn't the top dog going in, he's definitely the top dog now. 
Yeah. Um, you know, whether this is a tip of the hat to some of the history of the WWF or the WWE with this storyline, I'm not, I'm not sure. They keep referring to the wild Samoans and the rock and Rocky Johnson and his bloodline. And, 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 and that's all in the Usos and Rikishi, whatever, that's all great stuff. So I don't know if it's a tip to where they came from and this is where we are now. And this is where we're going. Um, for Brock Lesnar, um, where he goes from here, I really have no idea from a storyline standpoint, because in, you know, I read online, I did watch the match. Um, it was far from their best match they've ever had. Um, some people, even some critics thought it paralleled their match that they had at crown jewel, um, earlier, um, last year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know, so I, I don't know, you know, you know, it's kind of like, where does Reigns go from here? You know, where's the next big opponent? And we kind of hinted who could be the next big opponent in Cody Rhodes, which is definitely out there, but who's the next guy that's going to take this guy down? Because from a stature standpoint, I don't know of anyone in the locker room that could take them down at this point and got the Usos behind them and God knows who else. And, you know, so that's what I was telling you. Some of the storylines coming out of WrestleMania, I'm they're they're, 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 they're methodically taking it a little slow and that's okay. You know, where things are going, who's taking on who and who, you know, I think they're trying to figure all that out. But with that said, Roman Reigns is the man right now. Yeah. And I kind of think also Brock, him going into this, I don't know how serious he really was with this match. I mean, you saw a lot of stuff from Brock leading into it. I don't know. I mean, it's like Roman Reigns destroyed him in Madison Square Garden, what, what a month or two ago at the Super Show, and, and, and Brock was left in the ring full of blood and Brock said he was coming after some blood in WrestleMania, but never really got there. Yeah. And, and it was like, it's over almost kind of like Starlet Flair or Ronda Rousey, you know? So I just don't know where Brock is going from here with, with what they're trying to do. They're trying to do this cowboy image. I don't know. He almost actually Brock Lesnar actually one week. Not that he is him, but the way Brock was talking and acting, I was like, God, he's almost like a older Jason Aldean out there. Honestly. I mean, they had him in cowboy boots and a hat and, you know, this flannel shirt. And I'm like, what are they doing? I mean, I just, I'm just trying to figure it out. You know, he's not the guy that came from, you know, the octagon in ultimate fighting. So it makes you wonder a little bit where his career is going from here and what's next for Brock Lesnar. Right. I mean, is he going to go after Roman Reigns again? I mean, (laughs) 
and he beat you like two or three times. So yeah, it's going to be. It's gonna, got some figuring out to do. Yeah, it's definitely going to be inter- interesting to see how things uh, pan out over the next few yeah. weeks. So we'll have to definitely watch that very closely, uh, for sure. Well, uh, Chris, great show this week as we discussed yes. uh, the WrestleMania recap next week. Like I said, I have a major announcement concerning the uh, Patriotic Wrestling Federation, um, and uh, we'll get more into that hopefully next week. But yeah, um, I'm excited. You're, I'm not going to sleep sleep a week for the next seven days, Tony. Come on I, now, no. I know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> we'll be ready to go. It's gonna it's gonna be great. It's gonna be a good uh, a, a good surprise, I think. Uh, and uh, so we'll definitely talk about that next week. Uh, Chris, you have anything else to say before we uh, close this week's show? Man, Tony, what a, what a great time to be watching professional wrestling right now. We're off of the WrestleMania season. You got options out there, wrestling fans. You could watch, you know, you could watch TNA wrestling. You could watch AEW. You could watch WWE on Monday night and Friday night and pay-per-views once a month. Or you can go down to your local high school and watch independent pro wrestling and watch these guys battle it out on Friday and Saturday night. Tony, to me, it's all just as good. It's great entertainment. And I'm telling you, these local shows, they're cooking right now. People are looking to get out. And it's its the best dollar for your money if you're looking to get up close and personal and get some autographs and pictures. And, Tony, I know you're ready for April 30th. I don't know who your opponent is, but I know you're getting ready and, and am, also getting ready to see Ricky and Robert and all the boys in the yes, back. Yes, I'm looking forward to hanging out with Ricky and Robert. Uh even uh, now, I, I will say this. Uh, I will give the fans this little hint. Um, on the next PWF show coming up in May, uh, there's going to be a couple of WWE Hall of Famers on that show. And one of them is a great friend of mine, and we talk about him a lot on the podcast. Um, but I'm definitely looking forward to seeing him again. And that's the handsome Jimmy, the Boogie Woogie Man Valiant. He's going to be there. Uh, but Chris, that that's just a start of my huge announcement. So uh, you definitely want to tune in next week and uh, and uh, find out all the inside scoop that I'm going to have and hear it. And, and you'll be hearing it first here on the Binge Buster Show before the PWF announces it. So, well, uh, thank you for that little tidbit. I can sleep well now for the next week. And yes, I know Boogie's going to be there in May, and I'm excited to hear the rest of the announcement because I have a gut gut feeling. It's going to be loaded from top to bottom. It's definitely going to be a good show. Well, fans, for Chris, I'm Tony. We will see you next week right here on the Binge Buster Show. Thank you for listening to the Binge Buster Show. Make sure you like us on Facebook and download us on your favorite podcast platform.